Alright, real talk here, guys. I'm currently recruiting Mobros and Mo Sisters, and then you're probably thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Well, global charity Movember are trying to raise as much money as possible all the month of November to raise awareness about men's health issues and suicide prevention, and doing that by getting guys to grow caterpillars on their face. No, not caterpillars, moustaches, Mo's. And then you get your family to donate. You can go onto the website, movember.com.au. First, you've got to create a profile there, and you can create a team, create an event to raise as much money as possible. And it's great because it's not just for the guys. It's also for the gals as well. It's for everyone. You can pledge some steps, some movements, you know, get outside, go for a run, go for a walk, be healthy. So check out movember.com.au. And I'm inviting everyone now to join my team, Mo Fighters. If you're a traditional babyface and can't grow a mo, pledge some steps, pledge some movements, get outside, be active. Everyone's got a father, a brother, a boyfriend, an uncle, you name it, who could be potentially affected by prostate cancer, testicular cancer, depression. And I mean, how's this? How's this stat? Globally, men die on an average six years earlier than women. And it's all for largely preventable reasons. So that's why Movember is shining a light on the health risks that men need to know about. It's all about increasing awareness and to stop men dying too young. So go to movember.com.au, sign up, start pledging some steps, start growing those mows, and let's uh, raise awareness about men's health and suicide prevention, and let's change the face of men's health. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Source... Radio. The following show is scheduled for one fall with a one-hour time limit. Introducing your host from parts unknown. He is the best radio announcer there is, the best radio announcer there was, and the best radio announcer there ever will be, Rodney Dion. Good evening, yes, Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, yours truly, Rodney Dion here. Got an absolutely jam-packed show coming your way for this Sunday night, as it is the Sunday night main event. Yeah, going to be chatting to NRL superstar, former NRL superstar, now WWE's biggest prospect. He is the Samoan Ghost. The Untamed, it is Daniel Vito. Going to be chatting to him later on the program. Obviously, WWE, they are in town. WWE Smackdown, going to be uh, putting on three big, massive shows. Kicking off tomorrow night in Sydney at Kudos Bank Arena. Going to be chatting to Daniel about that. And about his background, being a former NRL player. What was the big decision that got him to leave all that behind? 100-and-something-plus games, 61 tries. Said, nah. I'm going to become a WWE superstar. And obviously the draft has been uh, wrapping up on Raw and SmackDown. If he had his choice, if Daniel had his choice, which brand would he like to choose? And WrestleMania Dream Matches. Who would Daniel choose? Yeah, we'll find out that a little bit later on the program. And joining us also, it's going to be Jack J. Bonza, who is hot off PWA Coliseum, which wrapped up last night in Sydney at Max Watts Sydney. And he's going to be talking about uh, what's on the horizon for PWA after such a massive two-day event. And also, he was overseas uh, not too long ago over in the States doing the King of Trios, the Shakara tournament there. He's going to give us all the inside goss and break that down for us. 
In the way of wrestling news, though, the biggest thing that probably come out was that uh, Eric Bischoff has uh, been relieved or sacked or let go of his duties as a SmackDown executive producer. Real big question is, though, who's going to play Eric Bischoff in the movie 83 Days? I was going to say to Rob Lowe or Tom Cruise. You know, I just, I just hurt myself, you know, patting myself on the back and putting myself over. I, I think I tore a ligament in my shoulder. <laughs> Yes, that of course from my uh, interview with Eric Bischoff earlier in the year. That is in the Wrestling Source Bottle archives. You can check that out on Spotify. But to business now, I uh, did put a poll up there on the, the Wrestling Source Bottle Facebook page. Hulk Hogan's Real American versus NWO Voodoo Child by none other than Jimmy the Man Hendrix. And... It was uh, very one-sided. I honestly thought Real American would get up because it uh, held such a, uh, a place in the hearts of most wrestling fans, but apparently not. Going down to NWO's Voodoo Child, 35% to 65% out of 166 votes. That's 58 votes for Real American to 108 votes NWO Voodoo Child. So it won the poll, and as we know, when it wins the poll, it's the first song that gets played on the show, and here it is. It's Jimi Hendrix a.k.a. NWO Voodoo Child theme music for the great Hulk Hogan. You're on Wrestling Source Radio, Coast of Fame 963. Speaking with Jack J. Bonza after this. It's Wrestling Source Radio, Coast of Fame 963, and Chikara, they held their King of Trios 2019 tournament. It was in Pennsylvania, USA. Uh, it was happening last week, and Australia were lucky enough to have two teams representing, and one of those men joined me now. It is the leader of the Red Nation, Jack J. Bonza. Hello and welcome. Hey, Rodney. How are you? Very well. It feels like it's been a long time since we've been able to chat. Yeah, sorry. I've been busy. <laughs> Just a tad. But um, I, t- I tell you what, this King of Trios, let- let's uh, break it down. Tell me all about it now. Uh, I know you guys, I'm going to be sort of using sort of sporting team references, obviously, because Trios, it's a uh, tag team of uh, three people. Um, made it to the final uh, this year, but uh, didn't get the chocolates, if that uh, makes sense, in a sporting <laughs> term there, Bonza. Yeah, right. No, we made it to the final. Second year in a row, we've gotten through to the final. Uh, and then not one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a tough tournament. It was um, it's the biggest tournament in all of pro wrestling, and mm. I mean that literally because you got sixteen three man teams, which means there are forty eight people in it. Uh, nothing else is happening. It's been running for I think nearly twenty years. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely one of the biggest and most prestigious tournaments in all of in all of pro wrestling. And yeah, last two years in a row, the nations have gotten right to the end. <laughs> And I guess before we break down the uh, the nation's way to the final, it's also worth mentioning that uh, we had the velocities there as well. Um, I believe they got knocked out in the first round, but uh, a good experience for those guys. Yeah, the PWA tag champs, uh, the velocities, uh, got knocked out in the first round, but they got knocked out in the first round by the team that beat us in the final. Mm. <laughs> so they got knocked out by the guys who eventually won it. Um, they did a really good job while they were, while they were over there too. They are also in the... Um, uh, I can't remember the name. There's a Spanish name for the for the uh, tag and scene. Basically, the cruiserweight tournament that they do throughout the rest of the weekend. They did they did really good there too. Like it's a gauntlet match, so it starts with two teams. And then when one gets eliminated, the next comes out. Unfortunately, they were the first team, and the first team that goes out, you'd have to run through another eight teams to win the match. It's kind of like actually, a Royal Rumble to an extent. Yeah, it's very difficult to enter number one and win. But they actually beat four teams before they got eliminated. Um, so they did they did really good through that whole weekend. They they definitely killed it. And the King of Trias is it kind of like a, a coliseum? It's a title to itself. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's all it means. Um, 
is that you win King of Trades and you're King of Trades that you, you get the you get the medals, but it's really yeah, it's it's really it really is a huge deal. Um, within the pro wrestling community. Absolutely. And, I mean, let's look at night one. So, uh, you guys, the nation, so it was you, Adam Hoffman, and Mick Moretti, uh, taking on Karate Cat Extreme, which I was uh, uh, very interested to see. Uh, Missile Assault Man uh, and uh, Lucas uh, um, Calhoun, I believe, and Stray Cat. That's right. Yeah, and uh, Stray Cat. I've uh, seen a lot of her on uh, social media, but not in action. Uh, How did uh, you see that first round? Yeah, she was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, Stray Cat, no... um she was a lot of fun. Uh, their team was, um, yeah, they, they were they were some stronger. Like Missile Assault Man is, uh, is very strong, very good wrestler, and um, and, uh, <laughs> and Alley Cat's like just just all over the place. Great character, but as a team, they they really weren't much of a match for us. Um, but no, that, that the first one was a lot of fun. But I mean, that one they didn't really pose the biggest challenge to the nations. I don't think so. We had a pretty good warm up for that first round. Um, but then, yeah, the second round was something different. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say night two. Uh, it's the uh, team pump, which is Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Big Papa Pump, Big Booty Daddy, and uh, Jordan Grace. And uh, Peter, is it P.T. Will- Will- Williams? P.T. Williams. Yeah. You don't know who P.T. Williams is? I've, I've sort of heard of him. Like, he was in, uh, t- he had a bit of a stint in TNA. P.T. Williams invented the Canadian Destroyer. He, he invented that? Oh, wow. That's his move. Like so, all the all the shows you see now with the Canadian story, the flipping pile driver. It was him. If you if you haven't seen it, if you listen to this and you don't know what the flipping pile driver is, a Canadian destroyer, look it up. Um, <laughs> one of the most incredible moves in uh, in pro wrestling at the moment that is everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he invented it. Um, it was actually really interesting because backstage afterwards, um, after the match, I actually asked him how he invented the move, and he, mm-hmm. he talked to me for like 30, 40 minutes about how the move came together and, and how it exploded and all the different stuff. It was a really interesting weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, just been in the ring, I think, with uh, Big Popper Pump as well. I Scott mean, Steiner is just incredible. Yeah. Like, it's just, is really just... I believe the uh, you guys uh, all took Steiner recliners. Yep, we all sat in the Steiner recliners. <laughs> and uh, how um, did you get to, um, I guess, um, sort of talk backstage with Scott Steiner? Any uh, sort of stories um, with him? I mean, he's a bit of a, uh, an interesting character within the industry. No, we didn't really get to talk to him. No, <laughs> so, Beanie Williams is a lot more open. Jordan Grace was was cool. And I mean, because that's the thing. Let's not forget to talk about Jordan Grace. Mm. She's actually one of the biggest things on independent wrestling yeah. at this point. Um, so it was amazing. You know, her on her own was an amazing opportunity to get to wrestle her. But I mean, Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah. um, so I thought yeah. you might be able to talk mathematics with him potentially. No, or, he, uh, he he didn't really. He wasn't as personable. Um, backstage he wasn't a he wasn't a jerk or anything like that but no we didn't get to chat to him much he was just more about his business and let's go to night three so instead of just having the one match you had to do two yeah you had a semi-final and then the eventual final yep. so that semi-final was against uh fist which yep. is uh icarus i believe uh, icarus. icarus and uh tony deppen and travis uh, huckabee yeah yeah and uh they obviously defeated them to get to the final yeah that was actually ended up being one of our toughest matches like uh just as in depth like it was um like the crucible for example the team that made it to the final they basically had a buy because it was a crucible versus crucible match and they just laid down for them halfway through all oh, right we had to fight fist and that was if you ever get a chance to look that match up a lot of stuff happens yeah. <laughs> we really just we all like that took us right to the end like we nearly um we nearly lost because all those guys are just so good like uh, tony deppen who works with game changer wrestling a lot um gcw if you've ever heard of it joey janela spring breaks Although he's one of the best guys from there, Icarus has just been around forever. Um, he's just one of the 
um, the most experienced and strongest Shakara wrestlers. And Travis Huckabee's coming up now. He's um, he's doing really well for himself. So that one, that one went off. Like that was a huge like that could have been the final. Yeah. On its own, fighting fists. So that was that was really. Yeah, I can't talk those guys up enough. <laughs> and then obviously the final where uh, you, you did take on the Crucible, which yeah. is uh, Lance Steele. Um, is it Odev? Ophidian. Ophidian, that's right. And uh, Princess uh, Kimberly. Yeah, and Kimberly. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously second year in a row to make it to the final, but yeah. uh, these guys just a little bit too good for you on the night. Yeah, um, they've been unstoppable this year. So uh, Shakara have a lot of different big matches and tournaments and stuff like that. In 2019, they won all of them. Yeah, right. So they won um, the Johnny Kidd Invitational. They won... Um, oh, what was the other big one? Uh, so the name escapes me at the moment. But if you look at the Shakara events, they've, they've won everything yeah. so far this year. And the thing is that they've actually won most of it inside of two minutes. They've been dominating everybody. Like, to the point where you think the big final... Um, the big final match of the tournaments and stuff like that, it's going to be this huge blown out and stuff like that. No, go back and look them up. They just destroyed everybody. Yeah. Um, inside of two minutes, it was actually quite incredible. But it took them, you know, 22 minutes to beat us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so as as we were sort of saying before, it's a team. Uh, you know, I was trying to bring in sort of team cliche things. That's two, two bites at the cherry and runners up. Is uh, 2020 looking like the year that the Nations can go back if they get the invitation from Shakara and take it out? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll definitely get the invitation. Um, so, so, I mean, you don't get to the finals two years in a row and then not be allowed back in the tournament. Uh, so, yeah. um, we'll definitely be back next year. And, yeah, I mean, we're just more... It's one of those things, like, when you have a big tournament or something like that, it can be hard to win um, if you haven't been there before because it's just a whole new experience. It's something totally different. Like, it's not like having a regular match. Like, six-man tags are difficult on their own. And then you're going to have two in the one night and all sorts of stuff. Like, you need that experience. But now, I mean, we've got that experience over just about anybody. So, yeah, no, I think we're the strong favourites for 2020. 2020, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, Mike Quackenbush, and I know the Shakara on their socials, they really, um, you know, said to P, uh, PWA, guys are essentially one big family or, you know, yeah. that, um, and I, I mean, that's so good for Australian wrestling and, you know, guys going over there and vice versa. Well, I mean, that was why I was talking about the Velocities before um, when they did so well as well. And then also... Um, our team as the nations, we all we all just kill it because I mean Australian wrestling is growing so much at the moment, mm. um, but we still don't get seen that much or, or get the chance to prove it. Tournaments like that, where we you know beat all these other teams and get all the way through and have all these big matches and get to show what we can do for an extended period of time, it actually allows us to prove to everybody in the world um, that we're as good or better. Um, than what they're doing and so after we did that a couple of times Shakara saw, saw what we could do you know they they and then they've come over here and visited and they've seen our training schools and they've seen all the different stuff and they've seen the attitudes and just how good we're doing that yeah um, they've been really impressed and they're happy to you know throw their support behind us um, on social media and in public and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and if anyone wants to check it out all out, they can just go to Shakara's website. They obviously do a similar type of streaming, and I guess do they have a backlog as well um, to check yeah, out previous got, events? Yeah, they've got twenty seasons of backlog, so like they have just hundreds and hundreds of hours um, of all this stuff. I think yeah, they're up to their twentieth, might be their nineteenth or twentieth season. It's called Shakara Topia. Shakara Topia. So if you Google Shakara Topia, you'll be able to find it. It's only five dollars a month or something. So, so mark it in your diary for next year, twenty twenty. The nations hopefully can take out the final of King of Trios. Yeah. Look, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, um, you had the uh, I guess you were fortunate enough while being over in America to actually watch NXT and AEW live while yeah. in America, as opposed to here in Australia where it's daylight and That's I guess right. a whole different atmosphere. Um, we'll chat about that uh, after this. Cool. Wrestling Source Radio. 
And we're back, Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963. Rodney Dion here, joined in the studio by the leader of the Red Nation. It is Jack J. Bonza, who is fresh off uh, the King of Trios, the Nations, who were runners-up in the uh, King of Trios uh, uh, tournament there. But uh, he, you also had the opportunity while there to watch AEW and NXT live at a bar, I believe. Was it? In, was that in Pennsylvania? Not Pennsylvania, um... Yeah, Shikara's held in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading, Pennsylvania. So but is that, is that is it at a bar that you got to watch uh, NXT or AEW over there? No, we were actually hanging out in South Philly. South Philly, right. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you watch Fred's Prince of Bel- uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm. So yep. In West Philadelphia, it was the um Cl- yeah, the, the place they're singing about at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the show. That's where we were living. Right. Uh, it was a rough neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, it was a rough neighborhood, <laughs> uh, which was funny. But no, on one of those nights, we decided to go out to a bar called Pub Web. Pub Web. Um, and so it turns out it was it was just a it was a university bar there, and it was like a, they had a lot of sports and stuff playing in the background. So while we were there, we managed to convince them to put on AEW. Yeah. Which the bar staff were happy to do because they were wrestling fans, but they weren't allowed to put it on unless the patrons wanted to see it so the fact that we requested it meant they were like oh yeah great so they put it on the TV for us and and, uh, yeah they let us watch it live couldn't hear anything that was happening Uh, but yeah we watched AEW live and then we watched NXT later because they played at the same time head to head so obviously we couldn't watch both that's interesting you say that so the guys at the bar they're they're big wrestling fans oh yeah Uh, yeah. obviously America you know a a way bigger uh, amount of people that are there compared to here in Australia but I mean what was the atmosphere I guess um, you would have been at the Shikara event but just in general you're at a bar where you know maybe not all the people there were wrestling fans was there did there seem to be a bit of hype about AEW or NXT about this Wednesday night war well one of the biggest things was driving around uh, Pennsylvania was just seeing billboards like just there were just billboards everywhere with just Cody Rhodes and AEW yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it was definitely popping up. Just watching casually watching TV and seeing advertisements for this show pop up. Um, it was definitely it was definitely a big deal. Uh, they've finally got you know another network television show that's not WWE. That's, yeah, that's pro wrestling. So yeah, it was pretty big over there. And I guess your initial thoughts. I know you said you were really impressed with uh, NXT the first few uh, episodes or well, the first few sort of within the Wednesday Night War. Yeah. I mean, look, NXT is is killing it, and the guys have got there have been really good, and they're just polished and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm a really big fan of everything they do there, and have been for years. I mm. still go back and look up like DIY versus uh, uh, the uh, Revival yeah. and and American Alpha, and all those matches were just fantastic. So yeah, everything they do there is great. <laughs> and do you think sort of? I mean, you sort of go back to the the WCW days where there was the WWE, WCW, there was options, I guess, two big options, I guess you could say, in the mainstream of wrestling uh, for performers to go. But with the indie scene also doing so well, there's just so much more options for people such as yourself and, I guess, wrestlers in general. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the cool things is that, like, you know, everyone in the nations has the business card of the talent scout for AEW. Mm. Um, because they came out, they saw what we did, they really liked what we did, and they gave us their contact details, you know. Um, we've also got, you know, um, contact with the, with the WWE talent relations and stuff because they're coming to Australia and they're looking at everything we're doing there, and they're certainly looking at everything we're doing here. Yeah. Like, if, if, if you actually pay attention to PWA shows and also NXT shows, more than once you'll, have, you'll see something that happens on PWA and then less than a week later happens on NXT. I mean, it's just, we're just steadily getting more and more attention. I mean, I've already mentioned that uh, word, Coliseum, biggest tournament in Australia for wrestling. How does PWA follow this up? Well, December 7th, uh, it'll be PWA Black Label presents the Prefects 18th birthday party. (laughs) 
so we usually like to end the year because um, I mean you know, the thing about wrestling about pro wrestling is that and this is the thing people forget when they start to get into the seriousness of it or the money of it or WWE or AEW pro wrestling's supposed to be fun yeah the idea is that people who come to the show they can for- they can forget about the problems they have at home they can come and live in this little universe where you always know the good guy is going to beat the bad guy everybody's having a good time it's a safe space it's, it's one of those things where everything is just supposed to be fun especially like when we've had such a big year we put in all the hard work and all the different things we've just had like the most serious tournament like we literally call the final the, the fight for green thunder because yeah. the the prize is a sword yep and the name of the sword is Green Thunder. Last year it was the fight for Black Metal because that was the name of that sword. Um, Maybe next year could we call it the, the Poker or something? You know, like from The Simpsons where he's showing um, the terrible, dentist. Terrible suggestion. <laughs> um, but no, the problem is, I mean, but not the problem. But the thing about that is, it, we, it's, it's taken pretty seriously. Like on the outside end, it can Absolutely. sound a bit silly, but that's the thing. It's just like the fight for Black Metal. Like it's this big thing. But I mean, you just got to take a step back sometimes and realize it's supposed to be fun. So yeah. something like you know, we have got these two you know prefects, the schoolboys running around. Um, um, doing their thing, we're going to have their 18th birthday party. The whole thing's going to be set up like an 18th. Like, just just something that people can just enjoy. <laughs> and, and what about uh, John Adultman? Will he be getting an invite to this 18th? Uh, James Adultman. Uh, what did I say, John? Sorry, James Adultman. Yeah. Yes. Will he be getting an invite? Because he's an adult. He's over yeah, 18. Yeah, well, he's their uncle. So, I mean, he might be doing security or something, you know, for a slab of beer, as happens at... Uh, yeah, a lot of 18th birthday parties. So, you know, we'll have to see how it goes. But. And I mean, but most 18s, you need an invitation. Yes, so, they'll be handing out invitations or, um, over the next few weeks, and they were handing them out at Coliseum mm. um, over the weekend and stuff like that to all the different fans and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but uh, if you don't receive one of these invitations, I guess you could just go online and get an invitation. Everyone's invited <laughs> <laughs> until all the seats are sold out. Yeah, well, that's no, amazing. Much, but yeah. um, you hit the nail on the head. Everything's, uh, I mean, especially with PWA and the Australian wrestling scene's going absolutely uh, off its tits, if that's the uh, right analogy there. And obviously, internationally or you know in America, AEW, WWE. Um, exciting time to be a wrestling fan. And I kind of said to a friend as well, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if this is the correct saying it, but New J- I don't think New Japan's been forgotten, but it's almost been like, oh, hang on, there's New Japan over here as well, which um, they're kind of on the, the, the stretch to Wrestle Kingdom, which will be uh, early next year. Yeah. Could you, could you have imagined like 10 years ago that we would be kind of having like a Wednesday Night War to big wrestling brands and there's the local scene just all culminating to what it is now? No, we were directly told that it wouldn't happen. Like, because one of the things is when you first get into uh, pro wrestling, you know, and don't know anything about the local scene, people think that, oh, I'll come in and I'll just, I'll make a living. I'll work for WWE. I'll do all this other stuff. Like the first day, they're just like, just so you guys, you know, just setting you realistic views, like, you know, just like um, expectation. Have, have a backup kind of or? No, they're just like, there is no chance you will make it as a li- for a living as a pro wrestler. Yeah, right. Because that's what it was like. And now there's a one in a hundred chance, but before there wasn't even a one in a hundred chance. <laughs> there was, there was a lot, like one in a million. Yeah, yeah. There, there was just no, nobody did it. Nobody anywhere had ever successfully done it from Australia. It mm. just hadn't happened since, you know, this, the 80s. So um, we were directly told, like just expectation setting, if, if you think you're going to make a living out of this, you are not. Mm. If you think you're going to get signed as WWE, there is zero chance of that happening. You know, if you think you're going to make it anywhere, but now it's happening. And uh, it can only get better from here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jack Bonza, the leader of the Red Nation. Thank you once again for uh, coming in and stopping by. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Wrestling Source Radio. Going to be chatting with WWE's biggest Australian prospect to date. It is Daniel Vito, the former rugby league star after this. (laughs) 
Wrestling Source Radio. Joining me now is former rugby league superstar come Australia's next big thing in professional wrestling. It's the Samoan Ghost, the Untamed. It's Daniel Vito. Hello and welcome. Hey, man, how you going? Very, very well. Now, 124 rugby league games, 61 tries, uh, internationally uh, representing Samoa. What was the defining moment that made you want to give uh, all that up and become a WWE superstar? Yeah, mate, definitely left field, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, it's probably it's probably the fact that, um, you know, my 100th game in, in Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium, um, you know, that was a defining moment for me. Uh, I played in front of my family and, you know, for the team that I've always wanted to play for um, since I was a young kid. So um, after that match, mate, it, it was a pivoting point for me. It was... I felt like I had accomplished what I wanted to in rugby, and yeah, I was kind of searching for something more. So it's been in my mind for a while, actually. You know, in the, in the back back end of my career. So you know, to actually get the opportunity and be over here in the states, you know, um, yeah, it's a surreal moment and something I'm really enjoying. Now, I mean, you play rugby league to win a premiership, much like you become a wrestler to become the world champion. Now, the Canberra Raiders, they played in the 2019 Grand Final, just losing to the Chooks, the Roosters. Uh, did it ever play in your mind of what could have been, maybe if I stayed with the Raiders and they won and I could have that premiership ring? Yeah, definitely, mate. There's lots of moments like that, I think, in, in life, um, to, be, to be honest. Um, you know, what if and what, what, you know, what would have happened if I stayed here or, or there and no, mate, it's, you know, it's, it's, that's life, and um, that was definitely a, a moment in my life that I really enjoyed down in Canberra. Um, I was actually uh, going going for the boys for the Green Machine this year, but they came up short, but there was a, you know, it's, Sydney Roosters are, are just too strong at the end of the day, and um, yeah, mate, it, it's uh, definitely something I love watching again. Um, you know, I think it was a point in my life where it was just too much rugby, but um, I finally got my mojo back, and um, I'm excited about the new challenge ahead. Absolutely. Now, Samoans, they have a great history with WWE and professional wrestling. None bigger than one of your favourites growing up, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, have you had the chance to meet The Rock and, I guess, get any advice, uh, sit under the learning tree? Yeah, I actually did. I yeah, actually um, had a conversation with him one-on-one uh, where um, he, was ex- he was just telling me how it's awesome to have another, you know, Polynesian kid, you know, from Samoa that's, you know, in, in the system and he just kind of told me a bit of his life story like a bit of his backstory and um you know i idolized him growing up so um to actually meet him was a surreal moment for me and um you know as i said like i, I took a massive risk to do what i'm doing and you know to be over there in america so i uh, ended up meeting my idol which was uh, amazing for me and it's it's only made me hungrier so yeah mate uh, uh, all i can say is the fire's burning it inside me again and i'm you know i'm looking forward to the challenge I've been told that you do a pretty good uh, rock impersonation. Can you uh, give us a little bit of a, if you smell? <laughs> well, I would, mate, but I'm actually sitting in the reception right now. so <laughs> It's a bit quiet here. It's a bit like a library, so I don't want to be yelling. I think I'll scare a couple of people. Fair enough, fair enough there. Now, you're currently on the uh, live non-televised events for NXT. Now, as we yeah. know, Raw and SmackDown on Fox have currently wrapped up their drafts. Now, if you had the choice to be drafted to any brand within WWE, which would that be? Um, that's a hard one, to be SmackDown or Raw. They're both, you know, awesome brands. Um, probably personally for me, uh, probably SmackDown. Um, I just like the, the talent that's in it. Um, certain certain people that I'd like to, to verse, you know, in the future. So I think that would have to be the one that I'd pick at the moment. But um, 
yeah, man, at the moment I'm just, you know, improving my craft and, you know, getting better each day. And that's, that's all I'm focusing on at the moment at NXT. So, yeah, man, hopefully I get into that stage in the future. The world's strongest man, Mark Henry, he was recently in Australia and he gave you a massive rap. I mean, are there any nerves or pressure about the expectation that's kind of uh, put on you being like an Australian going into uncharted territory? Um, and I mean, to hopefully when you do make an NXT debut or WWE debut? I've kind of been that person, mate, that thrives off uh, challenges and, and pressure like that. You know, my, my whole childhood was, was like that, you know, to, to end up playing for the Broncos, which was my team that... You know, I, I, I always wanted to play for it as a kid. So meeting people like like Mark, I actually got to go in the ring with him and, and you know roll around with him and stuff, which was cool. But um, yeah, mate, it definitely does put a lot of nerves into, into my system. But you know, I like to be a positive person and turn those nerves into a sort of energy that you know drives me on. So um, in that aspect, I like to use things like that um, to an advantage for me. So and turn that into fuel for me to you know carry on. After selling out the MCG last year, uh, WWE SmackDown is back in Australia with three headline shows, kicking off tomorrow night in Sydney at Kudos Bank Arena. Fellow Aussies Buddy Murphy and the Iconics, they're going to be there. Will the Untamed uh, be making an appearance uh, on this event? Yeah, I will be there, mate. Um, Can't let off too much, though, but uh, (laughs) yeah, um, I might make some kind of appearance, so we'll have to wait and see. So yeah, make sure to get down to Kudos Bank Arena and... um, yeah, support support your fellow Aussies. Yes, that's WWE SmackDown in Australia. That's going to be kicking off tomorrow in Sydney. All tickets info online. But if I could uh, get a few quick uh, questions in here, some um, some quick chat questions. Now, obviously, being an NRL convert, is there any other NRL players or sporting people in Australia that you could see making the the, con- the converting from whatever sport they're doing to wrestling? Yeah, there there are a couple in mind, mate. And to be honest, that's probably one of the that's that's one of the reasons why I'm here as well is to have a little scout around. So um, yeah, well, I'm probably gonna have to leave that in the bag and <laughs> have to see what happens. And how about um, whether it includes yourself or just two um, superstars you would like to see go at it one last time or for the first time? Any WrestleMania dream matches? Oh, definitely have to be The Rock. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to verse The Rock. Yeah, he's, he's an idol. So to go up against him in, in WrestleMania, that would be amazing, mate. So and have you had the chance to? Uh, team up with someone who would be your ideal tag team partner i'd have to say alex glenn from the broncos um we always we you know partner up at at, um at the bronx and we kind of went really well together so i don't have to probably get him him out there that'd be that'd be one of my top prospects or or jack reed the left side (laughs) absolutely i appreciate your time uh chatting with us uh daniel and like we said uh wwe smackdown in australia kicking off tomorrow in sydney all your ticket info online it's a very big thank you to australia's next big thing the untamed daniel Vito. thank you so much cheers mate thanks for having me see you there wrestling source radio And that about wraps up another edition of Wrestling Source Radio on Coast FM 963. I am yours truly, Rodney Dion. And don't forget to check out Wrestling Source Bottle on all the interwebs, all the socials. I'm talking about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at says source, as in tomato sauce. And of course on Spotify, that's where we upload all the episodes. So if you want to go back into the archive, just check out Wrestling Source Bottle on Spotify. But don't go anywhere because after the 8 o'clock news, weather and sport headlines, it is The Midnight Cowboys with Tim. Coast FM 963.